Welcome back for part two of Staying Human. Hope you're enjoying this so far. This one goes deep, a lot of good topics covered. So hope you enjoy tuning in. And again, we'll be releasing 10 to 15 minute episodes every week until we wrap it up. So enjoy. Don't forget to reach out if you have comments or questions. Inspiropodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Take care. Welcome to the Inspiro Podcast, the podcast exploring personal growth, leadership, strategy, communication, and fulfillment. We are your hosts, Jason Luchtefeld and Bill Woodburn. I'm here as a dentist transitioning into a career to help facilitate individuals and their organizations towards a more fulfilling future. Hi there, I'm Bill Woodburn, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist in Austin, Texas. I'm fascinated by the way people come together to solve problems, whether that's couples or families, dental practices or organizations. We're going to be exploring a lot of topics, and for us to be able to be free to do that, I have to let you know that this is not intended to be dental advice or counseling advice. I walk in the room. Uh, Mrs. Jones is crying. Rather than sit down with her and talk to her, I turn around and leave the room and I'm irritated. Based on what I just heard you say, part of the reason that I am irritated or now I'm getting elevated anxiety about the patient in the room is because I don't want to feel what she's feeling. I don't want to feel or, what I could be feeling about what she's feeling. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I don't want, well, and, and we talked about chronic pain. Let's right. say chronic pain patient. I don't want to feel helpless and frustrated again with this patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, their TMJ is out of control. I've, I've done almost all I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to have to go in there and feel like, oh, crap, there's nothing more I can do. I'm going to have to tell this patient at some point mm-hmm. that we're at the end of the road or I'm going to refer them to a specialist or something. And it, might, and it kind of feels like failure and it kind of feels like helplessness. And I, I still be feeling those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, that is a real challenge for me. <laughs> I, I can understand it. When you explain it, it makes sense that that could be a piece of the puzzle. And but the the rational reasoning side of me just says it's a piece. It's not the answer. And I wonder if you can accept that, or if in your experience, it's more it's more that that's what it is, and people just don't aren't able to see it in themselves. I think that kind of anxiety is the first thing most of us hit. Okay. If you walk in and there's a patient crying, a patient crying doesn't actually hurt you. I mean, there've been no reported instances of doctors dying in the face of crying patients. I mean, I've never heard of that. Okay. So this is not a tiger in the room. So, yeah. So what, what is that elevated, you know, respiration, that sense that, frustration all this well that's that's the anxiety piece and and we can't get anywhere until we can clear that and deal with what we're actually dealing with 
if we're if if this is just I'm scared I'll lose the battle to not have to deal with this. Well, then we're just sort of chasing our tails. We don't get any more self awareness out of that. We don't we don't get any more awareness of of our crying patient. Yeah. Over that, yeah. all we're trying to do is figure out a way how to avoid, avoid, avoid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I can see that. I, I, um, I'm also going to throw another wrench into it and tell me how this uh, feels to you. I walk in, all of a sudden, I realize that this 30 minute appointment is no longer going to take 30 minutes. It's going to take an hour because I'm going to have to now sit here and talk for 20 minutes, calm things down, absorb whatever is happening, and then possibly get started. And so now I have other things that are running late. And now I'm maybe I'm anxious, but maybe I'm frustrated. Um, I'm behind schedule or I think I'm going to be. So it's sort of getting to that same thing that you're talking about where it's not happened yet, but I think it could. Mm -hmm. Uh, so what is that? Is that still anxiety or is that what, what you've done? You've, you've very nicely put us out right on that lovely edge of anxiety. Some of it's anxiety because I could always ask the question, well, what if you're a little late on your schedule? Well, You know, I'm not going to die from that. Okay. Uh, it might put me in some uncomfortable situations with a patient who says, why did it take you so long? I mean, right. I'd have to explain myself. Well, I had another patient that took, took extra care and, you know, I take extra care. I mean, you might have to defend your value systems in front of a patient or something. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, but I also want to leave room for, there's an actual technical problem here. So if I can't keep pushing back patients or, you know, I'm going to be here till nine o'clock. So that's the tricky part. There, there are some technical reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My understanding, my sense though, is a lot of times, and for myself too, is I'll, I'll kind of cover the emotional reasons with the technical reasons mm. instead of saying, you know, if I could, if I understood myself better and if I could handle my more emotional human re- response, I could work better with the technical bottlenecks. Mm-hmm. It, it frees me up. It doesn't remove the technical bottlenecks, but it does kind of free me up. Maybe I don't have to feel guilty. Uh, maybe I don't have to feel, well, like you said, that sense of, well, you know, they're crying and they're upset and I'm going to have to deal with it. Well, wait a minute, you don't have to deal with it. You can right. choose to deal with it. You can choose to not deal with it. Oh, yeah, okay. So I've got freedom. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to make a decision here about what to do with the next few minutes with this patient. I don't have to be pushed around by guilt or obligation or, or or fear of messing up the schedule or explaining to some other patient why I'm like, I just have to make a decision. How am I going to play this? I'm, I'm, I'm a free person. I can I can do this either way. I can say, well, the assistant's going to come in and talk to you, or I can say, tell me what's going on. I mean, there are a lot of ways to deal with it. You guys are bright guys. And that's, I think, right there, what you said is another really important piece in the self-awareness and self-management OODA loop. Are you familiar with the OODA loop? Yes. Okay. So that's observe, orient, decide, act comes from the military for those listening. And the, the smaller you can make your OODA loop in whatever context, uh, the better, more quickly you are going to be able to make decisions about things. 
And is that a fair summary? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very good summary, yeah. So what you just described is developing the capacity to quickly self-assess and self-manage in a situation to try to maximize the result towards whatever end you need it to. And I think context related. I think there are two two ways to do that. I mean, one is not to make a decision and you're just sort of blithering and that always catches up with you. But let's say you're gonna make a decision. Well, one is to divorce all feelings and just make a clinical decision. Right. At that point, AI, AI could be doing your job. I mean, there's no there's nothing human there. Um, the other is for my humanity to also make a decision. I'm a human that not only has feelings, but I also have values. I have values about how I treat patients, what I want my practice to be, uh, how I handle time, what sacrifices I make and don't make because I I have not only values, but I have a certain amount of rank ordering in the values. Some are more important than others. Uh, there are core values and there are just some operational values, things I just try to do. And I'm well acquainted with that so I can make a much faster decision and have a much shorter OODA loop because my orientation isn't, oh my God, oh my God. My orientation is, okay, so loyalty to one patient versus loyalty to the practice, how I've, I've already thought through that. I already kind of know my relative priorities here, and now I can just go ahead and make a decision mm -hmm. and be okay with it. Because, yeah, man, that's, of course, that, that decision fits me because that's what we do around here. Yeah, that feels good. That feels challenging. I feel like that puts a challenge into anyone who's listening. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're the doctor or the assistant, the hygienist, the front desk, uh, you're working in a cubicle and have teammates. It doesn't really matter. That that same sort of personal OODA loop based on a situation is still relevant. That's mm -hmm. still a valuable thing to be thinking about on a regular basis. I love how you framed it from the perspective of core values and value operational values. And the more, the cool thing about that is like anything you learn for the first time, starting out, you're going to have training wheels and you're going to get into a situation on accident. And then you're going to remember this. And then you're going to say, okay, I'd like to do this different next time. Or, Oh, I made the right decision there. This feels good. I'm, I'm, really jiving with this value and it works for me. And then the more you do that, the, the smaller that OODA loop becomes. I just want to kind of give permission to all those listening that want to try this, that it's, it's not going to happen like lightning the first time or the 10th time. You know, I always say to my interns, you know, I'm, I, I'm not a better counselor because I know some special uh, techniques that you don't know. You can read them all in the book. I mean, they're, they're, they're just a certain number of them, you know. I said, I'm better because I'm faster, because I make my decisions in a more timely manner, because I've been there before, and it's forced me to learn my values, and it's forced me to have some sense of who I am as a professional, and to bring my humanity in a in a decent way. And I've already worked out those routines i can i can do them in nanoseconds if i need to the intern they have to 
you know, mess up, go off, rethink, come back. That's the difference. It, it's not what we're doing. It's the fact I'm faster because I've done it before. Can you believe another episode has come to an end? Another one that was quite meaty, I think, and had a challenge there at the end for you. So if you haven't already, uh, make a note of your core values, maybe even your operational values. Think of a circumstance when maybe you didn't act in accordance with those values. Write about it, uh, write the feelings, write the physical sensations, write how you would like to respond in the future. Maybe some actions that better portray those core values that you would like to live. And then try to use those in the future during conversation, for decision-making, or whatever situation you find yourself in. And if you feel like sharing, send us an email. Spiro podcast at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs>